So I'm doing a show yesterday and I get asked by one of the higher ups to assist on another show. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And I was specifically told that the show was in disarray and they were behind. So I'm being asked to assist on this show because things aren't running smoothly and they have a rehearsal tomorrow. And the rehearsal was actually pushed up a day. So everybody's behind the eight ball, you know, rushing. So I get over there and there's a guy, he's been working with the studios for about probably less than a year. Um, he's young, fresh out of college, but he's infected with that jug virus. And then that jug virus hinders his judgment tremendously. Um, so when I get over there, he starts trying to tell me what to do and act like he got everything under control. And you should see him. You should have seen him. He was just, yes, we got to do this and we doing this. And, you know, I should have to do this. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's the person in charge? Because it's not you. And you're not finna get your rocks off on me. And I'm not finna let you get your brownie points off on me either. See, what folks to do is, when people are people pleasers, they'll try to sabotage or stunt on people that's actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. So what he was doing was trying to impress the person, I guess, who'd been working with him to let them know that he's, I guess, more of an asset or more valuable than me. But clearly, they called me to help you all out. And honestly, I don't care if you want to be more valuable I don't care if you want to be a better employee. I was just asked to do my job and I'm going to do my job. But he was stunned. He was jugging to a very high level. And he going on and on too. I mean, just trying to get brownie points. I mean, putting on a show, really trying to get, let me do this. Uh, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me. I'm looking at him like, dude, calm down. Like, listen, if, if, you, if you had it all figured out, I wouldn't be over here. So clearly, chill out, take my assistance, and let's go home. I've already done a show. So we get to the end of the night. Now, keep in mind, he's baked about 18 dozens of brownies. And he's trying to get them. But you know that stuff never works. A jug never wins. When you don't have any character, you're not going to win. And trying to be a people pleaser will always cost you. It'll always cost you because you're not operating off a of character. You're operating off of, what's the word? Not sabotage, but it's like conniving and, and, and diabolical. It's like, it's not genuine. Um, so then the night comes and he says, he asked the person in charge, do you want me to do such and such? But he asked as a way to get some brownie points. He didn't really want to do it. He just asked to get the brownie points and he was thinking he's going to get a good response when he asked. But the person actually ignored what he said because the person was busy like everybody else was working. But I heard him say it. So when it's time to leave and we got to clean everything up because we were building cameras and get everything in order for the rehearsal day tomorrow or the next day. He says, I told you to take this thing back. And I was like. First of all, you would have never told me to do anything. You would have asked me. So I already know you didn't say that. And second of all, 
I sat here and heard you ask him if he wanted you to take it back. And he didn't respond to you. So you're trying to pass the buck on to me. I said, no. I said, so now you take it back. And I'm not asking you. You take it back. And so he took it back, looking crazy and looking distraught and hurt. What's my point? My point is, if you have a job to do, just do your job. It's not your job to run for office with everybody you meet. It's not your job to try to to try to charm your way into positions. It's not your job. It's not even I can't even call it charm. I got to call it what it is. It's diabolical, it's evil. You're trying to stunt to get over because you know you're not qualified. Do your job. Let your character speak for you. Let your work ethic speak for you. This lady just came to me and said, man, they've been talking about you and they all said you're a great guy and you're a great worker. Think about that. I'm not in there stunting though. I'm just doing my job. And when I say worker, I don't mean worker like I'm in a factory or something. We actually doing, we actually working in television. It's not like I'm worker, but I'm just giving you an example of what we're doing. And no disrespect to any laborers out there. I'm just saying, I know where I'm destined to go and what I'm destined to do. So, but it never works out for you all that try to get these brownie points and try to kiss tail. It doesn't work. Let your character speak. Because when you're long gone off of this earth, the only thing folks will remember is your character. And secondly, what you said. So lying and jugging and all this is not going to work. And he's a jug. Welcome to the Dirty Soapbox. said something very poignant yesterday in this podcast in my mind everybody knows Chris and shout out to my boy Lamar Fernandez for his podcast the Alpha Zone but he said something about it being all on him and I had to learn the hard way that it's always been on me what happens in life is people don't want that responsibility. They don't want it to be all on them. So they find ways for it not to be all on them. And that's how we lose sight of our purpose. That's how we never get to meet destiny. She's always a stranger to us. We don't want all the responsibility. And it's always on you. The cold part about it is It's not about you, and it's all on you. Now imagine that kind of life. I guarantee it looks a lot different than the life that most people have right now. It's not about you, but it's all on you. And that means that in this life, it's on me to do what needs to be done. Like I said before, God doesn't have a plan for your life. We are God's plan. So that means that we are the extension of God in a physical form. In a human body, we are the extension of God to do great things. So we are God's plan. So we have to 
drill that into our heads that it's all on us. There's no excuse, it's not on anybody else. You are accountable and you are responsible. What's being accountable? You accounted for your ability. And I spent a lot of years not taking account for my abilities because I had gifts that I suppressed because I didn't want the responsibility. And what's the responsibility? You're responding to your abilities. All these words mean something. These aren't just words you just said. These words actually mean something. So I spent years not perfecting my gifts, perfecting my crafts. I spent years being lazy. I spent years ducking and dodging greatness. I spent years doing all this. You know why? Because I didn't want it to be all on me, but deep down inside I knew it was all on me. And I was trying to avoid it. I was avoiding greatness. I was running from greatness. That's why I made a song called Escape. You run away just to run smack into the very thing that you're running from. And most people think, if I do it my way, it's gonna be easier. But your way is always harder. My way is always harder. Why? Because it comes from a selfish place. And guess what that's gonna do to us? It's gonna torture us. So yes, it's all on you. We gotta be accountable for our abilities. We got, and we have to also respond to our abilities. So what God gifted me to do, I gotta do. My father mentioned to me years ago that God wanted him to do something. And every time I asked him what he wanted, what God wanted him to do, he wouldn't tell me. You know why he wouldn't tell me? Cause he knows as soon as he speaks it out of his mouth, as soon as he says it, he knows he's gonna be accountable and responsible, but not just from God. That's already the case. Now he'll be accountable and responsible to me and everybody else that heard. But guess what? In the end, it still cost my father. Because when you're meant to be great, which we all are, you can't duck and dodge. You see, we all equal in value, but not in role. Some of us on this planet will have greater roles. God is good because God loves us all the same, but our roles won't be the same. I'm meant to be king, and some of y'all are meant to serve in the king's court. It's not a dishonorable job. It's still honorable because you're serving the king, but everything has a purpose. But what he said really stuck with me, and it is on us, and I gotta do better. I gotta go harder. I'm looking at all these people that are successful. I gotta think to myself, what do they have that I don't have? Guess what? I don't care. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. So I'm gonna go hard because going hard is the right thing to do, not because I'm trying to outdo anybody else. I know sometimes we look and we want things to happen because we see things happening around the people we know. And we see folks that started on our level and they surpassed us. I'm not saying this in a bad way of surpassing, but 
we see folks that we knew down here with us, and then we see, we see them elevate. And then we start going into our purpose and our path and our passion, and we start comparing and feeling like I should be there too. And I should be rising and ascending to the heavens too. And I should be in the pantheons, pantheons with the gods too. But guess what? You should be. I should be. Yeah, we should be. The only difference is everybody's path is different. And the paths are different because of what a person gets when they get there. You see, a lot of people get to the top where they make it and have a success story, but it doesn't last. And it doesn't last because there are many pathways to get to the top. But when you really earn it, listen to what I'm telling y'all. When you really earn it, I mean, you really got it off of your blood, sweat, and tears. You really got it off the muscle. When that's the case, when you get to the top, you don't leave. You know why you don't leave? Because you're qualified to be there. I'm going to go a step further. When you really get it off the muscle and you make it to the top, you're necessary to be there. Let me say it correctly. It's necessary that you're there because the universe has to be balanced. So you have to be up there so everything can be balanced. So the Bible mentions something about a vision or something tarrying and tarrying not. I don't know it verbatim, but it's about tarrying and tarrying not. And though it may seem like it's tarrying, it's not tarrying. Though it may seem like this thing is taking too long and it's not going to happen. And, and when is my day going to come? Your day is being built. Some people may have a day that lasts 24 hours. And that's most of the planet. But what the Bible say about one day with God lasting a thousand years. So what if what you're building right now is preparing for your days to be equivalent to one year? What if your days are going to be equivalent to five years? What is in the future what you do is equivalent to 10 years in somebody's life? That's how much of an impact you have on the world. Think about that. We can't build that overnight. That has to be fortified. That has to be forged. That has to be put together. That has to be built. That has to be planned. That has to be. It's so much going into your days equaling that. It's so much going into you, you being that great. That's why it says, though it tarry, it tarries not. Because what we think is tarrying or what we think is, 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 is waiting or the agony of waiting is actually a building process. So then when you get up there, the foundation doesn't fall. Do you know how many folks make it to the top and fall? Do you know how many folks fall off? Do you know how many people make it to the top and don't evolve? Do you know how many folks make it to the top off of trickery and sabotage and fall right off? Do you know how many folks make it to the top without any peace? Imagine getting it off the muscle, off your blood, sweat, and tears. You can sleep at night. That's priceless. You can rest your head on your pillow and know I gave my all and I won. I did my best and I won. You don't have to be the best to win. You just have to do what it takes. I'm going to say that one more time. You don't have to be the best to win. You just have to do what it takes. 
And so what I want to leave y'all with today is don't get disheartened. I know it's hard, but don't get antsy. Just know that your day is coming. But not that it's coming. Your day is being built. It's more than 24 hours. We're talking about building something great. It's going to take time. It's going to take seed time and harvest. It's going to take time. But guess what? I believe in y'all. But guess what? God believes in us all. So be encouraged. And know it, Terry. And Terry not. Because we're building something great. I was telling somebody about faith and in the Bible mentions having faith of a mustard seed and you'll be able to move a mountain. And people take that out of context. People would think that if I have a little bit of faith because a mustard seed is very tiny. Um, But if I have a little bit of faith or that much faith, I can move a mountain. That is an incorrect interpretation of that verse. Listen, he gave an analogy of a seed because a mustard seed is small. But a mustard seed grows into a plant and mustard is something that's really used around the world. But even deeper than that, a mustard seed has to be planted. You have to plant that seed of faith. So what are you going to plant that seed of faith in? And once you plant that seed of faith, what are you going to do? Are you going to water it? Are you going to first plant it in some fertile soil? Then are you going to water it? Are you going to make sure it gets plenty of light? Are you going to play music? They say even playing music to the plants will make them them grow a certain way and all that. Are you going to nourish it? Are you going to spiritually nourish that seed? Do you understand what I'm saying? You got to plant that mustard seed. You got to plant that faith seed in something And then you got to make sure that it grows. That means you got to do everything it takes for that seed to grow. So you got to grow your faith. Then you have to, once you grow your faith, you have to exercise your faith. You have to use your faith to achieve greatness. The Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Yeah, I'm on the Bible today. The Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Why? Because faith is the ultimate character builder. Faith is the one thing that makes us like God. I must have really been preaching because my phone started blowing up. But faith is what makes us like God because we are literally taking nothing and making something. We are literally taking a thought and making it something physical and tangible. We are literally making the unseen become the seen. We are literally doing what God did. God created everything just because God wanted to create it. He goes a deeper purpose. God created us because God had to have something to love. 
because God is love. And then God chose us to love. So when you have faith, if you really have faith, you're going to plant your faith seed in something. And it could be multiple things. But you need to plant that faith seed in something and make sure it grows. That's why faith without works is dead. And it's impossible to please God without faith. And in the midst of all that, people died in their faith. Because somewhere along the line, they lost sight. The universe has to obey when you have faith. It has to obey. So what I'm telling you all is to put that faith seed in something. And then make sure it grows. And then once it grows, exercise it. Use it. Believe for something beyond comprehension. And plant a seed in it. Go for something that's never been done before and plant a seed in it. Do the unthinkable and plant a seed in it. My father told me one day, I was talking about something, complaining about something, and he told me everything starts with a thought. Everything. Everything we see started with a thought. So if you got a thought to think it, that is the first step to the becoming reality. Plant that seed. My grandmother had a garden full of everything. Collard greens, mustard greens, squash, okra, tomato, everything. Had a grapes in the backyard, apple tree, fig tree. Plant that seed and make sure it grows. And guess what? Years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to see a trail of things planted. It's going to be a forest behind you, a jungle behind you, filled with accomplishments, filled with what God intended. I'm going to say this again. Faith. Faith is what makes us like God. That's why it's impossible to please God without faith. What do you think pleases a parent when that child is what? Like them or that child is better than them? Because we're restricted by a human body and God is not. So when God sees us godly or doing great things, man, God is pleased. And we can do it. I love y'all. Wait for it. Free Blanche. Get money.